Welcome to Joyful Marketing. I'm Simone Soul, and I teach you how to get your life coaching practice fully booked without having to pay for ads, buy Instagram followers, or complicated sales funnels. It's not rocket science, and you can do it too. Listen on to find out how. Hey, Joyful Marketers, or actually, I have two guests on the show today, Sogol Palavan and Mariam Eptehaj. And uh, Mariam just introduced herself as a joy- to me as a Joyful Marketing Gangster. So I'm just going to call- start calling everybody Joyful Marketing Gangsters. So hey, Joyful Marketing Gangsters, what's up? Boy, have I got a treat for you today. I'm going to share with you something that is going to blow your mind. And I know I say that a lot, but like actually for reals, like hugely blow your mind because that's what happened to me. Sharing with you something that blew my mind. What happened was that Sogol, who is a Joyful Marketing member inside my paid program, once made a post um, back in December about some thoughts about money that she came up with, or rather that her cousin, who is also a coach, came up with, who is also on this call. And she shared those thoughts with the Joyful Marketing community. And it was all I thought was the whole world should listen to these thoughts. The whole world should hear these thoughts because I was up-leveled so much from reading those thoughts. So to begin this episode, I am just going to read out loud all of these thoughts to you. And I'm going to invite you to just kind of like get into a, a little bit of a meditative state and don't even think too hard Just allow the sentences I'm about to say about money to wash over you, allow them to just like roll around in your mind. I'm going to be attaching like a a file, like a PDF with all the sentences to the episode, uh, the show notes page anyway. So you're going to have access to all these thoughts. But for now, I just want you to have an experience of like hearing them, all of them in a row. So here it goes. Let it wash over you. Money is abundance. Money comes from universe. I work miracles with money. Money loves me. Money loves to ease my 3D life. Money loves to be in my life. It turns into blessings in my hands. Money loves to be of service to souls ascending the planet. Money is from earth and for earth and for ascension. Money has been waiting all this time to become a light worker through my hands. My money was waiting for me to evolve, to see its soul clearly, so it can start freely flowing to me to support me through my service to universe. Money becomes fucking sacred energy around me. Money comes to me from places I don't expect and don't even know exists. Money surprises me just for fun. Having money is fun. Money opens up my chakras. Money gets redirected into good soul's hands once it passes through me. I'm the fucking gateway. Money supports me and I support humanity. Money liberates me to liberate thousands of children from generational trauma, wound, and oppression. Money cries tears of joy for having had a chance to get out of Vegas 
gambling circulation, alcohol business, porn, and other shit into the lives of good souls. Money has a soul too. Money is tired of serving stupid purposes on earth. Money craves to be seen, heard, understood by me. Money craves to be valued in proper ways and serve good people. It's about time. It has been waiting so patiently until this moment. I'm doing the poor, tired soul of money a humble service by volunteering to collect it and putting it to clean use. I love money. I know how to heal its century-long wounds. Money really fucking can't wait to come into our loving, healing, kind arms to support us and support the world. Now, and then, so we'll share some thoughts about how I see me in relation to money. And here are some other sentences. I can handle lots of money. I attract clean, sparkly, miraculous money. My clients are wonderful, soulful gateways of heaven and are doing me a huge favor by showing up in my life and allowing me to evolve through helping them remember what they already know and up until now have forgotten on purpose so they can hire me and we get to touch each other's lives and dance this divine dance. We all just walk each other home. I alchemize money. I turn it into a fuck ton of pure, magnificent, creative, life-changing, elevating energy. I am playing my part in helping the planet ascend to 5D by polarizing more money into the good side. Boom! (laughs) That was the sound of an explosion. (laughs) Exploding all the crappy, low vibration, dirty energy attached to money. And I just am, again, so moved and like transformed by just reading this all over again. How do you feel, Mariam, hearing this uh, read back to you when you're the one who uh, originally wrote these thoughts? Oh, my God. I had not read my own thoughts in a while because after we we were, if this was in a text message, to answer your question, I feel exuberant, ecstatic. Just hearing you read all of that, it's just amazing. But yeah, I hadn't heard them. I, I I really hadn't heard my own thoughts in a while about money. Like yeah, you should do that. <laughs> your like, own thoughts really? a lot. <laughs> yeah. So it was amazing. How did you get to have these amazing thoughts about money? I'm sure they're not the one, ones that you were necessarily raised with. No, they weren't the thoughts that I was raised with. I think it's just like all the, that particular day when I wrote. I was on a text message when I wrote these thoughts, we were back and forth on a text message with my cousin Sogo, who's also on this call. And she shared her thoughts about money, two or three lines. And I'm like, oh, I felt like I need to sit down and right now, as if as if I'm journaling for myself, I was just texting. And this all came through me without like prior really meditating. Um, you just or, downloaded you know, it. The universe it just, just it was, pushed them through you. Yeah. And I think it was the first time I felt like, man, these people who say I have downloads probably feel that's how they feel about yep. it. Because after, like when you were reading it, I was like, did I really, did I, did I really do that? Did I really say that? Because mm-hmm. it just feels like, yeah, I felt like that conduit where like all this was coming through me. That's so From crazy. somewhere else. Yeah. Um, Mariam shocked me by telling me that she's not a money coach. <laughs> so, <laughs> Some for some strange reason, she's not a money coach. Tell us what you do instead. I am a parenting coach. Okay, I'm a parenting coach. Yeah, so that's that's what brought me to coaching. In originally, that's what brought me to coaching. Like most of my problems were around raising my kids and not losing my mind 
doing that. And so that's how I wanted to serve the community and give back. Yeah. But she has to tell you about her background because Mariam's been reading like this download, I think, came from probably two decades of studying. So we're Persians, right? So we come from Rumi and we probably have ancestral linkage that comes from that. And Mariam was, and you can tell more than, you know, Mariam, drop in whenever you want to, but she has been reading Rumi like in high school, right? Like heavy, you know, like philosophy and psychology and all those kind of uh, genres in high school where kids are just, you know, self-absorbed most of the time. Yeah. And and then she immigrated to the US. So that kind of had to be put aside. So I think now that she's uh, we're she's reconnecting age. with her like yeah. wise mystic philosopher yes. roots. Yeah. Yes. And uh, Mariam, say the 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 line with Rumi, because we started with Rumi like five years ago. Cause I was like, you know so much, please come teach me. And there's one line about the nay and the con- like you just said conduit and 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 you said it in the money, you know, one of the money verses too, that it's just it's coming through you. So do you remember what that verse is? Can you explain that? Because I think that that stuck with me for like five years. <laughs> yeah, I think about that particular verse a lot because now I can't remember the exact verse. What it actually means is um, Rumi describes himself as a as a conduit, as an open, like an open pipe or what is it, that instrument? Huh? A nay, nay, nay. Is nay. Yeah, but what is the instrument? In like a flute? Yeah, but not with exactly. The wood. Yeah, with the wood. It's like a wooden flute where like, so this thing is... A, is made of made of wood and it's inanimate and it only can make all those um, beautiful musical notes can can flow through it only if somebody blows air into this conduit and so anybody can pick it up and blow in it and a different kind of music or sound will come mm-hmm. out of it but only beautiful sound comes out of it like when he he in his poetry he describes as if the, if the divine actually holds me up and it starts blowing into my existence, then the music that comes out y'all should oh, hear it. Is like I get goosebumps as I talk about it. Yeah. No. So just thinking of when I you know when I first came across that poem, I was like, if we all can think of ourselves as as an instrument, or like Mother Teresa says in the book, The Soul of Money, was it is it the title of the book that you also mentioned lately in one of your podcasts? I started listening to the audiobook and the author talks about her experience with Mother Teresa, where she also says, I'm like a pencil, and you know, the divine writes with me. So these two really, when I heard that, it again brought that poem back to my mind. And yeah, so that's that's how it went with Rumi, and it really impacted me too. That's, and I get goosebumps all over when I talk about it again. I, mean, I had like tears in my eyes hearing you tell that story. Do you think that this idea of like being the channel, being the instrument, being the the wooden flute, like every time I say like have that imagery in my mind, I get chills all over again. Do you think the same could be said about money? Yes, and money is also just like a like an instrument. It's just also like a wooden tube. And it just depends who is blowing what into it. Absolutely. Simone, I think anything is just like that because we're all creations of the same divine creator, so to speak. And so we can go either direction. Anything can go either directions, you know, Uh, in the the polar world that we live in. We can go to either one of the polarities. 
And so, so is money. Money is no exception. So you can put yeah. money into good use, put into yeah. good energy or not. I think that so many coaches and most people become coaches because they're such kind hearted human beings who want to relieve suffering in the world. And when I, when they start thinking about business and making money and taking other people's money, it just, they have such a reaction to it. That's mm-hmm. really difficult because we're just so used to seeing the neutral vessel of money, the conduit, the channel of money being, being used to blow air into it. That creates, you know, more suffering in the world that creates exploitation that, that feeds things that don't help humanity heal and thrive and prosper in the world, right? Like the things that you mentioned in, in those, in those sentences, like gambling, alcohol, like drugs, like I think one of the biggest, you know, underworld industries in the world is like human trafficking. And I mean, that's like very, like you can think, oh, that's very extreme, but also this constant stream of like consumerism and like, you know, buy this and buy that so you can be better. So there's so much, so many ways that money flows through through the world in ways that don't feel good and and clean and true to our life coach hearts. And so we immediately began to associate money with those. So the idea of like succeeding in business, making a lot of money feels like weird and dirty and not pleasant, even though we all need and want money for being honest, right? Like every single one of us, like nobody's going to turn down, like, here's a thousand dollars. Nobody's going to be like, no, I don't want that. Right. Mm. And so what I have been, you know, coming into understanding myself and teaching my clients is that the best way to you know, change the state of the world right now is not necessarily by opting out and be like, I'm not making money. I'm not touching it. It's dirty, but it's taking back your power, your power to be the the musician, your power to take the flute and blow your air of goodness, of kindness, of healing into it so that money transforms its colors and its properties and its power through you, right? And take it back from all those like the greedy, evil, like exploitative people who sell drugs and, 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 and human beings and, and gambling to other, to other people, take it back. And we're like, every time we earn a dollar and we put it towards, you know, making the world a better place. Like we are literally, t- that's taking money that would have been used in other ways mm-hmm. and putting it through a good use instead. Right. Mm-hmm. So Sogol, uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah. So I'm a physician and I'm a pediatrician and I'm an immigrant. So we came here from Iran when I was four, in fourth grade. So the, the language around money and, and my my grandparents were religious. I my parents are not as much, but culturally, you know, the the deep beliefs that we have been ingrained, it's like you have enough money to take care of like your basic needs. And then beyond that money turns into greed. That mm-hmm. that was my money mindset when I started like probably six months ago working on money. It's like money equals greed. Money is bad. When you are making money, you are taking away money from other people, right? Need like it. That yeah. piece said that, yeah, who need it? Yeah. And then you're being greedy. Greed, greed kept coming up. Yeah. And so... So like really going back and looking at the way I have so far made money and and looking at the the full circle moment that I've had. So I have my own clinic 
It's in an underserved um, area and I get paid by the government, right? So I see patients, I get paid 50% of whatever other physicians get paid because I'm in an underserved area. And when I started, and I did that because I'm an immigrant and I was underserved when I came here. So that was kind of my passion. So that what I'm coming at is that intention behind the money is what's so important and not the dollars per se. So I get paid by the government, right? And everybody told me, don't open up a clinic. There's no way it'll succeed. There's no way that it's going to work out. You have to go work for someone, blah, 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 blah. And I said, no, I want to do it because this is kind of my dream. This is my passion. And I did it in every step of the way. It just worked out because my intention behind every dollar was of goodness, right? It was that I want to create a medical home for, and it's a Hispanic area for these Hispanic immigrant underserved kids, because I'm a pediatrician. And now that I look back and I'm really being, you know, being curious about like what, you know, I, I made money and where did this come from? It's like the goodness out of my heart, which was my purpose, I created something. And then the universe just made it happen. It gave whatever I needed to, it gave. And by giving, I didn't take that money and like, you know, buy a Maserati with it or whatever. I reinvested it into the clinic, right? So I created goodness from what the goodness of my heart came from. And that's, that's the biggest thing revelation that I had is, is, you know, when you're looking at money and you're like, oh, it's greedy, da, 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 don't look at it that way. Look at it as to like, what is your intention behind it? Yes. If your intention is to do drugs, da, 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 yes, that, then that's great. Right. But if your intention is like coaches healing the world, right. Helping the world, then you deserve that money because what you're going to do when you get the money, you're going to reinvest it in yourself to help yourself. And that's going to increase your vibration, number one. And you're going to reinvest it in your business that's helping your community or your niche or, or, you know, the world, which again is going to increase their vibration to meet your vibration, right? And that that's kind of how I've been really retraining my brain to look at money from that aspect slowly over time. <laughs> oh. That is just so, so beautiful. I, I just feel so honored to be on the call with the two of you. You are both such amazing. Oh my God, no way. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just like, I just want to bow down to the both of you. Um, oh my goodness, please don't. <laughs> we feel like so I'm my five-year goal was to meet Oprah and I'm like, okay, it's done. Like I met Simone. I don't need to meet Oprah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You guys, come on. Okay. I want to share a story recently from my life that is sort of like on this theme, which is, so you guys both know that I just ran, I'm actually still running or conducting this launch to promote the 60-day marketing mastery challenge inside Joyful Marketing. And this campaign made me a ton of money, like a lot of money just in the past couple of weeks. And it all went to, you know, went from like Stripe and PayPal into my bank account. And I shared this story with my mastermind students the other day. I was, I like opened my bank account. I saw the number in there and it was the highest number that I'd ever seen my own bank account reach. Well, it's the business's account, but you know, whatever. And it was the highest number I'd ever seen in my account by a very large margin. And in that moment of like seeing that number, I had 
a download. And I swear it wasn't even from my brain. It, it was like a voice that I was hearing that immediately swooped in and told me, Hey, my love, that's not yours. You don't get to keep it. You will, we are tr- entrusting this with you temporarily, right? We're entrusting this in your care temporarily so that you can channel it to make more good in the world. And in that moment, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I I just had like a full body reaction of like, awe, And of this, I felt so humbled and blessed and free of attachment. Mm -hmm. And this was so different from what it was like when I first started getting some like monetary success as a coach. And I remember making my first hundred thousand dollars as a, as a life coach, which had been like a pipe dream my entire life. Like I started coaching like 10 years ago and for years and years, I struggled to make like a thousand dollars. Right. So hitting a hundred K in a year was like, I've made it. I am like, you know, I can die now. Like that's how happy I was. <laughs> but immediately after that high of like, I did it. It was this dread and panic and fear of, that's it. I'll never be able to earn another dollar. It's all downhill from here. I just hit my ceiling. And I was just paralyzed with fears about not being like, I just had all these thoughts about what that amount of money meant for me and all this insecurity and fear and scarcity about it. And so I had to like work through all of that. And so I always like love to tell the story as like, you know, I've never been more miserable than, than the next in the few months following making my first hundred K because my like system just like went crazy. Right. And I had a similar, not quite as intense, but similar experience after making like $200,000 in a year. My again, why? Because my ego made it mean all these things like, oh, you have this money, but you spent all of this much. And then well, what if you can't, you know, make more money like that, right? And I was just reflecting on how different I feel now. So I don't have any fear about the money. I don't, because I don't have this attachment to this is my money. I earned it. It belongs to Mm -hmm. me. What if I Mm -hmm. can't make more? What if I lose some of this? Like I have to hoard it. I have to like cling to it. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I don't have that anymore at all. And it was so beautiful. And like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I've, I've earned a lot of money in the past couple of years and I've used it to create security for my family once for mm-hmm. and for all, you know, we, I, I'm a homeowner for the first time. And I feel really good knowing that my baby is pr- provided for. And my parents who are getting older, they're never going to be in trouble because I always got them covered because I have this, I've, I've earned this money. And, and beyond that, right. I just have so many big dreams and ambitions about, and ideas about how this, wealth, which is not mine, but mm-hmm. which is temporarily in my care can flow outwards. And it just mm-hmm. makes me want to go coach every coach in the world to help them make millions of dollars too, so that they can also direct the flow of that much money towards creating more healing and thriving in the world. But don't you think, Simone, that comes to a lot from that self-trust, right? Yes. Like I've created this and I can totally be unattached from it because I know that I can create it again if I want totally. to, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's one of the hardest part. Even before we, I got on the podcast, I was like, why am I on this? This, like, why? I don't know why she's calling it, you know, all the, the, the thoughts. Like, da, da, da. And I yeah. was like, 
okay, you've been writing in your journal for a year. I trust me and the universe. This is one of the times where you get to make that happen. Like if you truly believe in your soul, in your depth, that you trust yourself and, you know, someone wanted you on your podcast, then you trust yourself. Like that's it. Like there's no, that's the thing you have to, you have to believe that you are a worthy collaborator with me on this podcast in the same way that you have to trust yourself to be a worthy collaborator with the spirit of money for good purposes. So, and, and, and like I told you my story, I did not know how to do this. I had to like learn it from by, by trial and error. And I think that like that sufficiency, that trust, right. It's mm-hmm. what allows me to not be attached. It's what allows me to go out and, and play and experiment and let my creativity out in the world so that it can be of service to people. And then they give me money and then I put it back in, right. It's, it's this cyclical flow. So wonderful point that you brought up, like, where are you not fully trusting yourself to be a worthy partner, either to your client's transformation, to the money, to the projects that you want to make happen in the world? Because like, you are like, what if you trusted that you really are? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that, that's tough. That's, that's, I mean, it's the work of this is why we all need coaches. Even coaches need coaches so that we can constantly like get out of our own way <laughs> to do, to trust in ourselves. Anything you want to add, Mariam? I, as, as you were speaking, I was thinking of, I think it was your latest post on Instagram where you talked about how your coaching in general um, started blowing up out of proportion, like getting really big and you started getting clients and all of that. And people ask you, so what do you do for your marketing? Is it your niche? Is it your, this, is it, this, is it that? And you said, it's my inner work. Mm -hmm. And as you were speaking about this download that you had about money and in general, your mindset about money, it's a general thing. It's, it's you and money. It's, it's what you're talking about is not just money. It's money that's close to you, money in your own and your money in your magnetic field. You know what I'm talking about? So you, I felt like true, we live in a capitalist system and we all, whoever makes money is an entrepreneur likes capitalism in a way because it, you know, you, you live in that system, but even capitalism with all the you know, goods and bads that uh, it carries with itself with the word capitalism, it can actually also be transformed when it comes close to somebody like Simone, because you, it, it seems to be like you're taking that idea of separation back into unity with what you say about money. Mm. And, and as in the beginning of the podcast, when you were reading those thoughts out loud, I now remember that parts of it came from, cause I was like 20, when 2020 happened, when the pandemic happened and we were all stuck in our homes, two things happened. I discovered coaching and I started listening to more and more coaching podcasts and Brooke Castillo's being one of them. And, and the other thing that happened, we both Sogan and I both discovered um, law of one, where it talks more and more about, you know, moving away from separation into unity. And so not even like not getting into the philosophy of it, of it all, but just the part that coming from moving away from polarity and separation into unity and still the money serves you also serves the rest of the world is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful shift that comes with this whole mindset. And I think that's really important to stress. Like, it does serve the world to serve you. Like Mm -hmm. your pleasure and your enjoyment 
serves more pleasure and enjoyment in the world because I used to be mixed up about this too, right? And I thought like, oh, but pleasure is like frivolous. Like my enjoyment is frivolous. It should go and help people who need like feed the hungry or whatever. And and I realized that all of my clients were sort of using the same thoughts to deprive themselves of things that give them pleasure and enjoyment. So we were all going about living these enjoyment-free, pleasure-free lives. (laughs) And so- I, you know, I recently did some things to, you know, I'm actually constantly making decisions to push the edge in terms of how much more pleasure can I allow? How can I, Mm -hmm. how much more enjoyment can I allow? And in a society where we've all been like sort of conditioned by the patriarchy and like the scarcity of the existing money systems, any like, it's basically like not enough unless it feels like too much, like quote unquote Mm. too much. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I would be like, I'm going to treat myself to this gift that of luxury that definitely feels like way too much. And I'm going to claim it unabashedly and I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm just going to be like, I'm a human being. I'm an animal. I'm a woman. I deserve to feel pleasure. And then when my clients saw me claim that without apology, and just revel in my own enjoyment of life and of my body and of being alive in the world, I saw that op- like widely, wildly like blowing open their own ability to take in pleasure and enjoyment. And that's, it's not the same thing as like pragmatic help in terms of like feeding the hungry, healing the sick. But I think on a different level, I think it's just as important, just as sacred. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, completely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So it, it, I should have written the, what did you say? You said the, something is as important as you do it towards yourself. What say it again? Oh, yeah. uh, I don't remember either, but like, uh, <laughs> I love that. You both have ADHD. No, when you give your, when you make, when yeah. you give yourself pleasure, you give the world yes. pleasure. When you give yes. yourself enjoyment, you create yes. more of it in the world. Yeah. Yes. Like that needs to be tattooed on every woman's yep. somewhere, right? Because <laughs> for me, for me this year, it's all about, I did the mind and the body last year, right? My thoughts and my feelings. And this year it's all about um, radical self-love. And the message that I'm trying to get is like, Guys, this like money is in greed. Love is not selfish. It's not, it, you're not being self righteous if you're like, oh, I'm going to take care of myself or I'm going to take five minutes out of my day or I'm going to, you know, talk nicely to myself. Because I honestly think all human beings are walking around just empty with suffering. Mm-hmm. And we are valid. We are trying to validate that emptiness and that suffering with, you know, having a partner or having a child or having a career or, you know, physicians, workaholics, having these degrees and these accolades and these leadership programs. And I got to a point where I literally had all of that. And I was like, why do I still feel like crap? Like I, I felt horrible. Like I had checked off all the things on my, on my vision board and I felt horrible. And through two years of coaching, I've come down to that. I felt horrible because I literally had zero love for myself. Right. And now I'm on this quest. Like, what is, what does love look like for me? Right. What does love look like? So it's by giving yourself that space, by holding that space for yourself, either if it's, you know, in the money mindset or in the mindset of like, I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to love myself. That is that is like divine work in itself. Because if you can heal yourself first, 
it then the healing on the outside and to everyone else is a passive act. It doesn't become an active, like I've got to grind and go and pull. And it, it just, which is what we've been doing, or I've been doing, I'll just call it for We've myself as a physician, it, yeah. right? It's like, I want to help. I want to give, but then me, like my soul's like, well, what about freaking me? What, what, like I'm part of you, right? Like, listen to me, do something for me. And so that's going to be my work for the next year. It's like really healing the soul. This episode is like church. It is like, <laughs> I just want to be like, I mean, I know you guys are not Christian. It's like, hallelujah, baby. Like, <laughs> oh, so good. I don't, Marv, anything you want to add before we? No, I, I, I love everything that both of you shared. And it's just like, it just constantly brings me back to the idea of this unity that we're all one, even though we're all separate people, but moving away from that separation into that unity and everybody enjoys everybody's happy and prosperous and there's enough for everybody that idea of abundance that there's a lot enough for everybody enough for everybody and, and when you shared when Sogo shared the idea of oh I kept giving 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 and then I was like what about freaking me I'm thinking we had this conversation Sogo remember when we were talking about giving versus sharing because when you share Mm. You include yourself, but when you constantly give, you are not including yourself. So when you use the idea, when you go to the idea of sharing, it just becomes so much more beautiful because again, when you include yourself, it's all inclusion and integration. And even when you're honoring yourself, you're actually serving the whole entire universe by doing that because you're moving away from that separation into the unity and it's by including like you yourself. Give, it's like you're giving, taking away from yourself to give to somebody else. Whereas when you share, the more you share, the more you're like included in the flow. Right. Share is Absolutely. overflow, right? It's an overflow. You're so filled and you just like flow. Like it, it's, I keep saying it's passive. Like you just have to like, you know how they say when you have love within your body, love is the highest frequency. And so you literally have to just walk in the room and everybody just lifts because of your energy. Everybody that's what I teach marketing energy. to be like for people, yeah. right? That's what I want marketing to be. Just overflow. You walk into a room, you walk into a social media platform, everybody's energy around you lifts. And for that to happen, you got to lift yourself up first. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Totally. You got to heal. You got to heal those wounds, those conditionings, those, yeah, shadows, uh, whatever you want to call it. You got to heal. So, so good. Ah. Oh! This, I'm going to title this episode Miraculous Money Thoughts because that's what it is with Mariam and Sogol. Okay. Oh my so gosh. Before we, we wrap up, which okay. I don't want to, but we can like go on all day. Each of you tell us how, whom you help and how people can find you. I guess so we'll go first. Okay. So I help midlife female physicians that have reached uh, full financial, personal career success that feel like poop. I make them feel better. And it's all about inner work and it's all about embracing radical self-love. Hey, Matt, how can people find you if they want to work with you? Oh, it's um. so my website is drsogol, D-R-S-O-G-O-L.com. And my if you just Google Sogol on Instagram, it's at Mindful Living, Dr. Sogol on Facebook and Instagram. And then I have a podcast that's called Mindful Living with Dr. Sogol. Lovely. Mariam. Okay. So I coach parents and I coach um, moms, specifically successful moms who are raising kids who are between eight to 12. So I call them tweens because that's when they're shifting from being a baby and a kid into a teenager and all of that drama comes up. 
And I help them uh, gain more confidence, ease and joy, and move away from drama, power, struggle, and mom guilt. Um, you can I'm find. I need you in eight years. Uh, in eight years. In eight years. Yeah, I can't like, wait. Terrified. I can't wait. <laughs> All right, I'm on. I'm on Instagram. Uh, my handle is artful coach, and over there, my website is also there. It's my name is a long name, Maryam Eptahaj. So it's hard to like spell it all in one all at once. But if you go to Artful Coach, my website is right there, www.maryameptahaj.com. Okay, amazing. I kept saying your name wrong. I kept saying Mariam. It's Miriam. Okay. It's sorry. okay. <laughs> so obviously go f- follow and hire these beautiful souls. And I was so honored to be able to feature your thoughts and to feature your voices on the podcast today. Thank you for being here. I want to hang out with Simone and Miriam and Sogo. You got to join Joyful Marketing. So, oh, I'm yeah, just, amazing. Guys. Be there. Amazing. Brilliant. Amazing. <laughs> Blows <laughs> your mind. I did not pay her to say that, but it's true. <laughs> All right, my friends, Joyful Marketing Gangsters, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Hey, if you want a shot of fresh inspiration and actionable tips to improve your marketing every single week in your inbox, you better get on my email list. Sign up to receive my free ebook called 20 Unsolicited Copy Tips. It's been known to get people to come out of the woodwork and ask to work with you. So get on that link in the show notes and I'll see you in your inbox next time.